welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts, Angie and Clint. That was a very tired intro. <laughs> wow. That lacked the exuberance <laughs> that it normally does. That's that two-kid intro. Yeah. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, today we're... Do I sound tired? You, you do. do. That very. was... I am that tired. That was so muted. I thought that was the practice. <laughs> the practice one. No, we're live yeah, right it's, now. It's red. You're yeah. recording. So that's the one we're going with, I that's guess. That's funny. I feel tired, so yeah. that it's an accurate description of how I feel <laughs> or an accurate representation of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, today we are talking about ego and we are going with the pop the popular uh, definition how most people use this term and it's to view oneself or it's oneself's I can't speak. View of the, one's view of oneself. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Not the Freud definition. Yes. That's going to be way more complex than what we're getting into today. Yeah, we're not talking about like consciousness and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like psychology, things like that. Right. And this is a topic that I suggested mainly because <laughs> I have such a large ego uh, and I run into ego problems on a daily basis. What do you mean by you have a large ego? Like you see yourself. So yeah, cause the, I don't think that about you. Yeah. Right. The two emotions that I experience that let me know my ego is flaring up. Cause that's one thing we talked about earlier is that ego isn't necessarily a bad thing. We want a right sized view of ourselves. Um, but two emotions that I know I experience when my ego's not in check is anger or sadness. So and, would you say that instead of a large ego, you have a fragile ego? Oh, gosh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wait, sadness is where I go right now. That's honestly probably a good description okay. is a fragile ego, which I don't like that description. <laughs> <laughs> My ego is flaring up right. right now. Yeah, and so the language I use when I know my ego is flaring up is should. Mm. The, should or should not. Mm -hmm. I should, you know, I deserve this. I should be getting this oh. or I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be getting this. That's the sort of language I use uh, when I know my ego's flaring up. But honestly, in the moment, um, it's if I don't ask the right questions, I won't know that my ego's flaring up. I'll, I will just be mad or I'll just be throwing myself a pity party. Yeah. What I've tried to do uh, lately is ask myself when I experience those emotions, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. So like on the way over here, I got cut off while I was driving <laughs> and I got angry. Yeah. My, my fragile ego flared up. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because if I, if I let my ego go unchecked, that very minor occurrence can have an impact on the rest of my day where I will be harboring these, this bitterness and resentments towards this person I've never met, don't know, will never, will likely never meet. Um, and so ego for me, when it's unchecked, it hinders my relationship with God and it, uh, it hurts my relationship with my neighbor. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk today. And I wanted to ask if you guys have any experiences like that. Well, so the question I'm kind of asking myself is, um, I can struggle with pride and is, is, having a large ego a result of pride or vice versa. And, and I'm probably going to have to really think about that some more before I come to a good yeah. answer. But I know, I know I don't have a pro I don't get road rage. 
Like I, I'm super, well, whatever, go with God, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't like to be told no. Uh-huh. And I do not like to be told no. And well, I let me don't, ask you this. Why do you not like to be told no? Um, I don't like someone else having power over me. So it's a control thing. Yes. Do you think they don't have they don't have the knowledge that is needed in the situation to be making a, a judgment call? Um not necessarily. Because that's what that's what it would be for me, and that's why it's an ego problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes when someone, it doesn't happen very often where it's like a, I know better than you. Yeah, but that's what it would more, be for me. I would say the clearest example I have of it is recently when I was stuck in an airport, and I went to um, the ticket counter in in a little area. I forget what it's called, but. Anyway, I was trying to get, someone had bought me a day pass for this club member thing. They wouldn't recognize it. And it made me furious. So I had, I mean, I ended up. Do you know who I am? I know. (laughs) Well, not even that, but I really, what I pictured while I was standing there, because I could feel, I was hungry, I was tired, and I could feel it rising up in me. Like, I'm about to be one of those people that they record (laughs) and post online. Like, Mm. I am about to be a Karen. This is going viral. Yeah. Like, I could, I could feel it like rushing over me that I wanted to absolutely lose my ever loving mind. And And so it's in those moments. Where now I try to ask myself, what's really going on here? Yeah, because it's such like a minor, it's such a day, minor thing if you think about it. It is. Yeah. But all day long, you know, it, my flights were canceled. All, all of that. All day, all day long, I'd been out of control of my environment. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make the decision, and I wasn't in charge. Yeah. Of the things that needed to happen to get me from point A to point B. So by the end of the day, when I'd been out of control all day long, and yet again. I'm in an environment and someone's telling me no, and it and that it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When the no doesn't make sense, yeah. and there's no reason for it. Like that's when I just I lose it. So, I mean, I guess my ego, you know, is, is pretty large in that moment because I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that that's where that's where a right sized view of ourselves can help us be of benefit to our neighbor in those moments because mm-hmm. it's. If you think if you, if we're able to take a step back in those moments, it is a completely unrealistic expectation for nothing to ever go wrong in our lives. Mm. Um, we should honestly go about our day with that expectation. Yeah, um, that most things rarely work out in the way that we want them to. Oh yeah. Um, and if I have a right size view of myself, I can take people's misunderstandings of me and my actions, or even if I don't get the recognition I feel I deserve. Um, again, that's all language I know when my ego's flaring up. I should be getting this. I shouldn't be getting this. I deserve this. I don't deserve this. That's how I know when my ego's flaring up. Um, and that's what I call it for myself. You know, you may ask enough questions to get to a route where you find out, oh, maybe it's fear. Maybe it's maybe it's some other thing. You know, lack of control. That could be fear, honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've talked about that on the podcast before. Like, I have control issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt about it. And so whether that's an ego thing or a fear thing, really you just have to – I say you, I have had to ask myself enough questions to get to the root of it, to figure out what's really going on here mm-hmm. and asking myself, well, why am I mad? Yeah. What's, why am I mad? And then once I get that answer, well, why is this? And you ask enough questions to where you actually get to the root of it. Right. Um, For me though, those conversations, those questions being asked rarely happens before <laughs> a display 
of a fragile ego. <laughs> I hate us calling it that. No, but it but is I'm, accurate. Yeah. It it's is accurate. accurate. <laughs> because, like, I mean, we were talking. We were talking before recording about an experience I had yesterday in a, in a uh, rental car office, and my reaction to this whole that whole situation is out of a place where I don't deserve that this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't deserve to have, be having this negative experience. Uh, and it's funny that both of our experiences are, I guess, customer service related. Um, and I'm in that industry. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the customer service industry. So if anyone should be empathetic and be more understanding of that person trying to serve me in a, in a way that is consistent with their company's model or whatever, um, it should be me. But I didn't, that wasn't my reaction. My reaction <laughs> is, but I come from a very customer centric, um, mm-hmm. customer service experience. Um, and so when, when other places don't do that whole, like bending over backwards thing, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily customers always right, but we're going to do our best to make the customer feel like they're, mm-hmm. they're always right. And that's that language of, I deserve this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and so right. I, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was, or, you know, I was standing in that office yesterday and I had my, my, uh, two and a half year old, right, who, right, right. you know, was not, was not, I guess, sick in the sense that he was contagious, but like he's coughing and he's, his face is obviously flushed cause he's, he's congested. Um, and he's coughing and, and whining. And it's like, I'm looking at this person, like, don't you see what I'm dealing with here? Mm, like, yeah. I, I obviously don't have a vehicle. I'm at your mercy. Yeah give me mercy. And mm-hmm. all they were doing was not giving me in my, in my <laughs> mind, not giving me mercy when what they were really just trying to do is their job. Right. right. And, uh, and that bled in into uh, working with them again today on just trying to get the car for another day. But, um, yeah, it often for me stems from, um, not being treated as I think I should, which you mentioned. Um, but the one thing that bothers me the most about my, my own experience is that, it's only after mm-hmm. I've I've done or said something or maybe maybe not even ex- that explicit, but I felt it mm-hmm. in my in my own self. Um, but that's the beauty of being able to discuss it today, because how often have you ever even had this conversation about ego? I mean, not with either one of you two, but right. I, I had this conversation yesterday with my with my wife uh, oh, really? last, last night, just about how emotionally draining yesterday was mm. um, to go through all of that stuff with dealing with our with our car having to be in the shop and having to get a rental car and doing that by myself because she was at work having one of the kids with me and then after all of that uh, going home having to wait for her to get home from work before I could go to work and then knowing that I had you know an eight hour uh, work day that started at 4 p.m. like mm. I was going to have to work late to get the same amount of work done. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm, I'm sitting there doing paperwork at work and texting her. Cause she's like, are you okay? It's 11 something at night. You're not home yet. Like it's just, you know, telling her this has just been a really hard day. Mm-hmm. And it's because, and it wasn't a hard day because the things I experienced were hard. It was my reaction to the mm-hmm. things that happened. Wasn't what I wanted it would have wanted it to be. If someone had told me at the very beginning, this is what you're going to experience today. <laughs> right. Prepare yourself. Yeah. Which, to your point, talking about these things and, and understanding them and knowing that those experiences are going to happen mm-hmm. should equip us to deal with them when they do happen. But oftentimes, 
I find myself acting in those situations as if I were unprepared for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like we, we've talked about this line before in the St. Francis prayer, but Lord, grant that I may seek rather to understand than to be understood. Um, and when my ego gets out of check, there's no chance for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I can ask those simple questions of what's really going on here and I can get down to the root of it, and for me, it usually comes back to ego or fear, and more times than not, a combination of the two, which is kind of interesting. But but when I can find out that I played some part, I'm playing some part in how I feel right now, um, I can be of much better service to my neighbor, and then my relationship with God is not actually hindered. I can actually go to him in prayer rather than just stewing over this instance, which I will. If I'm not conscious enough to know what's going on in my heart, I'll just stew in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I had a situation this weekend where when I was I was on a road trip to Birmingham and I stopped to get gas and I, I got gas and I locked my car and I went in to grab a snack and when I came out, my car was unlocked and my phone was gone. Mm. And I was like, and there was there was like a, a work truck next to me that had like a, a big work crew with them and like when I came out of the store, that's when they left. So I was like, they got it. And I was mad. For all of like 10 minutes. And, and the thoughts I had were, um, how dare they? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a single woman traveling by myself, and now they've left me without a phone. Like, I can't believe you would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm going through all these things. And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I'm on my way to stay in a hotel room by myself in Birmingham, and it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And those guys are going back to work on the side of the road. Mm. Like I, I'm not going to be mad. In fact, I hope they get as much money for that phone as it's worth. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope they do. I hope it's worth the effort that they just did. And then I felt very free and I felt great. And mm. then I got to Birmingham and found my phone. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's another interesting part for me because when stuff goes wrong like that for me, my first instinct is to blame. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, it's someone else's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think another thing that you started to touch on, which had a funny twist at the end, was that sometimes we are wronged, mm-hmm. um, but our response needs to be with that right-sized mentality yeah. and not a an ego running amok or unchecked. So I'm, I yeah, may be to. wronged in situations, but my response needs to be measured. Yeah, and I, we, we should... We shouldn't view every injustice, and we've talked about this really early on in the podcast, like one of the first two episodes, uh, how the injustices we've experienced are like not all that much of an injustice. Mm -hmm. Well, and some of them are are even perceived. Yeah, yeah. They're not even real injustices. Like like phones we think are getting stolen, but not actually. Well, and I mean... Thievery is an injustice, right? Yes. Like it doesn't matter who the thievery is happening to. to yeah, it's it, wrong it's regardless. It's wrong regardless. Yep. But I can come at it from a perspective of, you know, I'm going to walk into AT&T when I get there and I'm just going to get a new phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other people don't have the opportunity yeah, to the do that. Yeah, the person who so stole I'm, it, uh, yeah, that uh, money so may not, be feeding their family. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to make this a bigger deal than it needs to be. Because yes. I was like, do I need to call the police? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to drive myself to Birmingham, find an AT&T, mm-hmm. and get a new phone. Yeah. Um, 
And then it was under my seat the whole time. <laughs> yeah. How did your door get unlocked? Did you just not lock it like you thought you had? I don't know. Or it was a rental car and I, maybe the fob worked differently. I know I locked it because because the work crew was there. I made sure and I heard yeah. it honk. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I pushed unlock when I did it. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know. I really don't understand why it was unlocked. Maybe it did it as I approached it, yeah. these fancy yeah. new cars. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how Proximity, they would do their magic. Yeah. That feels like a good place to end. And uh, today, we want to have a right-sized view of ourselves so that we can be of service to our neighbor and have a relationship with our God. And until next time, may the Lord make His channel for His peace.